This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Abner Meraz is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad of two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro in entertaining both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his fam, fellow athletes, and other people who make him the boxer and the man that he is. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris wherever you get your podcast. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Welcome back to the station destination. Debbie, you know who it is. It's your host of this here thing that we do, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. This is the Rookie Review Week 4 edition. Week 5. What week is it? Week 4, week 5, week 5 edition of the Rookie Review. If this is your first time on the channel, I appreciate you dropping by. If you can go ahead and smash that subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you're listening in the car, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel as well for video content. But this past Sunday, you guys taught me a very valuable lesson. I learned my lesson. I, I, you know, there are rules that we learn. Start your studs in fantasy football. Do not, you know, draft situation over talent. We learned that with AJ Brown a couple of years ago, who's smashing right now on Tuesday night football. And Chase Claypool and the Pittsburgh Steelers taught me a very valuable lesson this past Sunday. I will not bet against freak athletes at the wide receiver position that are drafted with significant draft capital by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I won't do it. I will not do it again. Chase Claypool, I'm eating a lot of crow. And there are a lot of people in the community who should be eating some crow too. But everybody doesn't have the balls to say that they were wrong. They won't come on a show. They won't get on video and put it on wax, put it on paper to say, damn it, I was wrong. And I was wrong, folks. Chase Claypool is a wide receiver. And he looked good. He looked real good on Sunday at six foot four, 238 pounds. I was one of the ridiculous people who, who suggested that he moved to the tight end position. I said he'd be a first round pick at the tight end position. I still believe he would have. If he would have put that tight end tag on him and said, I'm going to play tight end, I think he would have been a first round pick. Neither here nor there. He was a second round pick, 17th pick in the second round. And uh, he absolutely crushed this past Sunday. Absolutely, he went berserk. He will never, probably never score four touchdowns in a game again. 
But that's what he did. And facing the Philadelphia Eagles in that secondary, he was matched up with Darius Slay 72% of the time, ran 24 routes against Darius Slay, 11 targets, 7 receptions, 4 of those receptions went for touchdowns, and 110 yards, 141 were in the air, 42 fantasy points. I mean, that's just, dude, ridiculous ridiculous athlete. And for those of you who do not know, uh, I have partnered with Matt Kelly, the pod father himself. I will be dropping a show on the Roto Underworld Radio Network every single week, primarily focused on incoming dynasty assets. So 2021 players sprinkle in a little 2022 talk over there, but Roto Underworld Radio, Destination Debbie, Ray G. I'm over there. And when you look at his profile on playerprofiler.com, I mean, 4.42 40-yard dash, not 89th percentile 40-yard dash score, 99th percentile speed score, and a 92nd percentile burst score. It wasn't a matter of if Chase Claypool was going to break out. It was just a matter of when. And nobody would have expected him to do this versus Darius Slay. I mean, Darius Slay is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL and Chase Claypool had him scared. If you go back and watch NFL Game Pass, the all 22 film where you can actually see the wide receivers versus the cornerbacks, Slay was giving this dude tremendous amounts of cushion. I'm talking about seven, eight yards of cushion just so he didn't get eaten up if Claypool was going to run deep. And while I do not believe they're the same player, they definitely have some of the same tools and skills and winning with that size as a DK Metcalf. And we see just how damn dynamic DK Metcalf is with the Seattle Seahawks. There is a legitimate conversation about who the dynasty, not rookie, not second year player, but overall dynasty wide receiver one should be. Some say Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin. DK Metcalf is putting himself in that category. And I just updated my cornerstone rankings on patreon.com forward slash all gas cornerstone rankings, the 2019 class, 2020 draft class, and what's potentially available in the 2021 draft class. And my top three wide receivers are DK Metcalf, CD lamb and AJ Brown. So when we're looking at Claypool and what he could be, what he could become, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't even looking Juju Smith-Schuster's way. I saw number 14, whoever hell that was, James Washington and Claypool more than any of these other guys, right? More than any of these other guys. What can he become? A beast. That's what Pittsburgh does. Pittsburgh molds these wide receivers to become just mega producers in fantasy. And Ben was looking his way early and often. Now, we all know that Ben Roethlisberger has less time in the game than he has more time in the game. But while he's here, there's no way you're taking Claypool off the field. I think you have to start him. You have to start him from here on out for the potential that he could give you. And there were plays that he that were left on the field, either called back by penalty, didn't get that that toe inbounds. He looked good. And to command 11 targets. And what's funny is, and if you look at his targets over the past couple of games, 
it's steadily grown. His route participation has grown. Week one, seven routes, two receptions, two targets. Week two, 12 routes, three targets. Week three, 31 routes, four targets. And then finally here in week five, coming off of the bye, 24 routes, 11 targets. And we talked about the production that he had. Another issue with Pittsburgh is everybody loves Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, top 10 dynasty wide receiver. Yes, that has been spewed from the lips of some fantasy analysts. Be mindful of the content you consume. Deontay Johnson's talented, but he's not a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. He's just seems to be, at least this season, always hurt. Like he's a fifth round pick. You can't stay on the field. He's dynamic and explosive when he's on the field, but you got to be on the damn field and he's not there. Juju, dang, resigning him. Not for the money that he's going to want. They're not bringing him back. It's going to be Claypool. It's going to be Deontay Johnson. And for everybody out there that touted Chase Claypool, who believed in him, and I have some followers who were telling me, Ray, Claypool is going to be it. Claypool is going to be it. You guys were right. Claypool looks like he's going to be an absolute monster. He's going to be the truth. And if this week's production was any indication of what he can do, make sure you go out there and try to get you some Chase Claypool. Definitely my rookie of the week, rookie-wise riser, none shined above the explosion, the atomic bomb that Claypool dropped on the heads of NFL defenses. And uh, he's going to look real good here for the foreseeable future. Right, another new entry to the rookie review, and we're just talking all new guys. It's, it's like we're talking all new entries this week, probably not, but Tyler Johnson, the rookie wide receiver from Minnesota. Tyler Johnson was an analytics darling. People loved Tyler Johnson for the past two years. A lot of people thought that he was actually going to declare for the 2019 NFL drafts, ends up coming back for a senior season, and he actually had a better statistical season in his final year at Minnesota than he did as a junior. He hit every analytical threshold from target share, market share, reception share, dominator rating. Like he hit all of those thresholds. So why the the fall for Tyler Johnson? Well, it started with the fact that he was not invited to the senior bowl, which I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's kind of a big deal. It's 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 an invitation for players that the NFL has a strong beat on or wants a little bit more information on because they're considering them uh, that player being a, a, a legitimate NFL draft prospect. And he didn't even receive an invitation after some people decided not to go. He still wasn't like a backup guy. You know, normally there's the East West Shrine game and then there's the senior bowl. Tyler Johnson was invited to the East West Shrine game. He declined to go there, didn't receive an invitation to the Senior Bowl, didn't participate at the Combine, COVID hit, no pro day, so we had no kind of analytical number, no kind of testing numbers, any kind of testing metrics metrics on Tyler Johnson, and because of that, we saw him slip far down the NFL draft board, but what Tyler Johnson did this past Thursday was show that he can play. And that's what he did at Minnesota, man. He, he balled out at Minnesota. And on Thursday night, four receptions, 61 yards, led Tampa Bay in receiving yards, had a beautiful 35-yard catch and run where he's running over people, juking folks. This is good. This bodes well for Tyler Johnson. We're not talking about long-term because who knows how long Tom Brady's there. Who knows what's going to happen with Mike Evans in the next year. Chris Godwin's probably due for an extension. OJ Howard's out. Gronk is a shell of himself. 
Tyler Johnson definitely looked like he should be on the field more than Scotty Miller and Justin Watson or whoever the hell else they have. This could be the number three wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's going to be very good for us in Dynasty. So Tyler Johnson, kudos to you, young man, for going out there, balling out like you did at Minnesota, making a lot of other people eat crow. And in Dynasty, he's still one of those guys that I believe that you can acquire a hell of a lot less than you can to chase Claypool. So Tyler Johnson, welcome to the Rookie Review. Now let's go back to Old Faithful. Old Faithful, the the Taco Bell game. That that was a big, a lot of people thought that was hilarious. The Taco Bell game didn't happen in the Jacksonville versus Houston game, but it's coming, folks. It is coming, and I don't want to be premature in this. I don't want to be premature but LaVisca Chenault sure looks like the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. Seven for 79, eight targets. Uh, DJ Chark went out with an injury. We, we keep talking about all of these. You know, it, it's funny how things work out because I've said it countless times. You guys have heard it over and over. LaVisca Chenault, talent was there. The problem was the injury history and can he stay on the field? Every other receiver that it seems like was drafted in the 2020 class has been hurt, except LaVisca Chenault. Jalen Rager, out. Henry Ruggs has spent time out. Jerry Judy was dealing with a little bit of injury, played through that. I mean, it's just one of those things like Brian Edwards, out. All these wide receivers that were supposed to be rock-solid guys, and LaVisca Chenault, this injury-prone player, is out there running folks the hell over, and he's the one that's staying on the field and constantly producing 14 points in a PPR league. That's not horrible. That's a good floor for you right there. So, and he's doing this without scoring touchdowns. He's seeing the target volume. They're getting him involved all over the field, slant routes, drag routes, screen plays. It's really, really fun to watch LaVisca Chenault. Gardner Minshew is continuing to grow. I I went back and forth. Is he the quarterback of the future? Are they going to tank for, to, for Trevor? I don't think they're that bad. They're not going to be bad enough to be the number one overall pick. I think that's the Jets and the Giants are battling that out. Minshew's probably going to earn himself another season. So the rapport that LaVisca and Gardner Minshew can, you know, gather together and continue to maintain only bodes well for LaVisca's long-term value. And I'm still out here trying to acquire LaVisca Chenault in leagues. I, I want him. I want him on my roster. I want him on my team, just like I want T. Higgins. Another four for 60-yard day for T. Higgins. Listen, A.J. Green, fantastic. He's a great player. He's been great for a very long time, but it's time to move on. It's time for Cincinnati to move on. In Dynasty, you still hold him and hope that he gets traded and his effort gets better. Uh, he, He could stay on the field but you're wasting reps. Go ahead and transition to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Drew Sample and let Joe Burrow grow there. There's no point in continuing to trot A.J. Green out there for what you're taking. You're taking valuable targets away for T. from from Tyler Boyd. Let's let's move on, man. Let's move on. T. Higgins had himself another solid day. Another solid day. Not great. Not you know earth shattering or groundbreaking, but just another. Slow and steady, man. He's getting geared up. He's getting geared up. Things are going to turn. The touchdowns are going to happen. The yardage is going to be there. T. Higgins and LaVisca Chenault continue to impress every single week. Go out there and get these two players. All right. We all knew it was coming. I told you. You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. 
But the two reception, 118 yard, one touchdown game from Henry Ruggs, we got it. I, I mean, we knew this is what he's going to do. This is what Henry Ruggs is going to do. He saw three targets in the game, the Raiders versus the Chiefs, which was actually a really, really good game. He saw three targets. Caught two passes for 118 yards and one TD, long of 72. That's what Ruggs is going to do, man. Ruggs is going to go out there and next week. He's going to goose egg us. And then the week after that, he's going to catch three for 150 and two touchdowns. That's Henry Ruggs. That's the volatility that you're going to get with a player of his caliber. The speed is there. It opens up things for the offense. His uh, availability out there helped everybody. It helped the Raiders win. But that's what you're going to get with Henry Ruggs. That is what you're going to get from Ruggs. I like him, man. I like him, but I just don't like the volatility that he brings. But if you started Henry Ruggs, which I don't know many people who would have unless you were forced to. I know there's a lot of crazy stuff with COVID, but that's what you get from Ruggs, man. So kudos to him. Definitely little bit of a riser. All right, folks, I had to, I had to warm the car up. I had to, I had to build this up. I had to get into it. I couldn't just lead off with this. I had to get into it. I had to build it up. CD lamb. CD lamb. I've been telling you, I've been, I, go back to the beginning of this, go back to the very first rookie show. I was like, He's going to produce. Randall Cobb did it last year. You got Mike McCarthy. They spent a first round pick on him. He's, I think all three, I think Michael Gallup is a wide receiver one in this NFL for any other team besides Dallas. Amari Cooper, we know how good he is. All of their upsides are capped by CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, if I can have any wide receiver on that offense, it's CeeDee Lamb and it's not even close. Eight for 124 on 11 targets. The next closest receiver on the Cowboys team in terms of targets, Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson were tied with four targets. Lamb is different. He's different. He's a dog. He's a beast. He's a beast. He is a beast. Now, player profiler, I mean... Love my dog, Matt, but I mean, Compton, best comparable player, Jerry Rice. I don't know if he's that good, but I'll tell you this. I think he's a much better wide receiver than the former, the prior number 88 in Dallas, who I love, Des Bryant. CD can run the entire route tree. He's a yak monster. He can track the ball. He's explosive. He's dynamic. He's smooth. He's playing like a five-year vet out there right now. He's locked and loaded starter. You got to start all three of these guys. You got to start Lamb. You got to start Gallup. Got to start Cooper. But CeeDee Lamb, I, listen, I know Claypool had the day, right? He had the, the monster game. He deserves rookie of the week. CeeDee Lamb is just, we, we, we might as well, he's just chalk, man. He's chalk. He's, you know, I talked about what he could be later, a top 15 dynasty wide receiver next year. He's gonna be he's gonna be drafted in the top eight in the wide receiver position. I don't think there are, there are eight wide receivers I would want to start my dynasty roster off with, other than and not include Ceedee Lamb. I really don't believe there are. He's that good. He's young. He's playing at home. He's confident. And the unfortunate injury to Dak Prescott. You know, first of all, hope he does. You know, gets well. All accounts, he's gonna recover. Be back by week one. I will not bet against Dak Prescott. 
He's going to be fine with Andy Dalton, who's one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league. And Mike McCarthy is going to say, throw the ball to 88. That's how good he is. I would love for you all to tell me some CeeDee Lamb deals that you've gotten because I, I can't get him. Like I can't get him. And if I have him, I'm not trading him. I, I just, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. DJ Moore, CeeDee Lamb. Nope. No, thank you. CeeDee Lamb. Chris Godwin, CeeDee Lamb. Nope. No, thank you. CeeDee Lamb. Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb. Nope. No, thank you. CeeDee Lamb. Slant guard Mike or CeeDee Lamb. Nope. I'll take the guy that doesn't run slants all the time. Give me CeeDee Lamb. There, there are, I don't, as I'm thinking about it, I don't know what wide receiver I'd want over CeeDee Lamb. DK, AJ Brown conversation there, but he's just, he's a stud. He's a locked and loaded, bona fide, super star wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb, he is going to be on, we won't talk about him anymore. I'm going to talk about him next week. He's just going to be built into the rookie review riser every single week. CeeDee Lamb is, is, is dope. He's great. Once again, Justin Herbert. Once again, Justin Herbert just is ridiculous. I, I know they lost. He's so good. He's so good. 264, four TDs, no interceptions. Added, you gave you eight yards rushing, you know, took a couple of sacks. He's good, man. I just traded for him in a league today. I'll talk about that on the Terrible or Terrific Trade Show on Thursday. But Herbert is, I, I moved him ahead of another quarterback that I really like in my cornerstone ranking. So if you want him, you know where to go. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. He's that good. Uh, they there's nothing really more to say about it. He, he's a top 12 dynasty quarterback going into to drafts next summer. I believe so. I believe so. I think he's that good. And if he ain't top 12, he's definitely not outside the top 15. Justin Herbert, just, yeah, the job is his. Anthony Lynn or probably the owner, whoever the owner is, GM said, hey, stop saying that stupid stuff about Tyrod Taylor. And I'm not diminishing Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod Taylor and it's an unfortunate situation that happened to Tyrod Taylor, but he has no business starting over Justin Herbert at this point. Like, stop it, Anthony Lynn. It's the kid's job. There you go. Great job, Chargers, selecting him where they did. I didn't think that was, I, I thought Isaiah Simmons would have been a better choice. I thought they could have gone in a, a multitude of different directions, but they made the right choice. Justin Herbert's a stud. Go get him in Dynasty. I just bought him today. Very excited about that, Justin Herbert. All right. All right. Let me let me gather my thoughts here. Um, the biggest head scratcher entire weekend to me, the biggest head-scratching player. I have no clue what's going on in Washington. The game starts out. Antonio Gibson looks great. They're throwing him passes. They're splitting him out wide. He's finding running lanes, and then he just goes non-existent. They just don't give him the ball. Finishes with 11 carries, five receptions on five targets. Like, get Antonio Gibson the ball. I don't understand why. Like, why are you not with Kyle Allen and Alex Smith, comeback player of the year? The fact that he took six sacks and got up comeback player of the year. You're starting those two and or Dwayne Haskins. Run the damn ball. Run it. And then when you don't run it, you throw it to Gibson. You throw it to McLaurin. Simple. Simple game plan. Run Gibson. Throw Gibson. Throw McLaurin. Run Gibson. Throw Gibson. Run Gibson. Throw McLaurin. It's simple. What the hell are they doing? Go by. Go by. Go by Antonio Gibson. Still big fan of his talent. Hopefully, somehow, some way, something changes in Washington. And they realize 
that outside of McLaurin, their best chance to score points lies in the legs, in the strength, in the arm, in the vision of Antonio Gibson. Get him the damn ball. Don't panic, folks. Don't panic. Tony Gibson's going to be okay. Also, no need to panic on CEH. Clyde edwards Lair. I know y'all are just... A lot of people panicking, man. It's a far cry from where we were after week one where you couldn't trade CMC for Clyde edwards Lair straight up. 40 yards rushing. He had three receptions, 40 yards. He did have eight targets. He had a touchdown called back on a phantom offensive PI call. But, you know, he's not giving you the production that you want. I... The more that I think about it, right, you know, a, a lot of us were saying, well, just give them time to get acclimated into the offense, give them time. It, I think the big games are going to come, but this offense, I, I think we got a little too excited about the Kansas City Chiefs running back. I, I believe that we just assumed that they were going to transform what they do well, which is sling the ball over the all over the damn field to Mahomes, from Mahomes to Kelsey to Hill to Watkins to Hardman to Demarcus Robinson. And then just ground and pound it. Like it's it's not gonna run through Clyde. It's not, it's not run through Clyde, either on the ground or through the air. It's not happening. I, I do not believe it's going to run, of course, through the quarterback, but through Travis Kelsey, through Tyreek Hill. They're gonna get him involved. He'll catch more balls, but I don't think he's gonna be running for, you know, 25 carries a game. I don't even think we'd want that. He's not, it's just not gonna happen. And and what's What's an interesting development in Casey that a lot of people aren't talking about is Mahomes running more, right? He ran the ball six times. Tyreek Hill, three carries. Darrell Williams only had one carry, but Darrell Williams was on the field a lot in passing down situations. He gobbled up five targets. This, the, the goal of the NFL is to win a Super Bowl, not to help us win fantasy titles, right? So, while we in fantasy would like to think that, oh, they're just going to feed CH. They got this beast. They invested a first round pick. He's playing exactly how they need him to play to win games. Now, they didn't win this game, but they're four and one. And maybe they say, hell, we need to get CH a little bit more involved. But uh, I just think we really need to dial back the expectations for Clyde, especially this year. I still think he's a top five dynasty running back. He's healthy. He's on the field. He's active. The touchdowns will come. The receptions will come. The rushing yardage will come. But I do think we definitely need to continue to scale back those expectations. Don't be panic selling. Clyde Edwards-Elaire, don't do anything like that. If anything, this might provide you an opportunity to go to go buy him, to go acquire him in Dynasty from an owner who's just, they're just done and they want somebody else. They want a 23 carry a game guy. So they w- w- are willing to trade Josh Jacobs, you know, to get Clyde Edwards-Elaire. So, Just letting you know, don't panic. Don't freak out. CH is going to be fine. He's been good. Don't trip. All right, folks, the time to get Cam Akers is now. Go get Cam. Cam Akers is the running back that you want in that Los Angeles Rams backfield. I believe it's only a matter of time before Malcolm Brown is relegated to that Daryl Henderson, not Daryl Henderson, that Daryl Williams type role. And then you've got a one-two punch of Henderson and Cam Akers. Akers had nine carries for 61 yards. Henderson had 15 carries. Malcolm Brown had eight. Cam is working his way back in. He's working his way back in. He's a player, one of these running backs that I do believe is acquirable in dynasty leagues that you can can go trade and get out of fear of Malcolm Brown, out of fear of Daryl Henderson. What do I what have I been saying? Don't trip, baby. Relax, relax. Go get 
Cam Akers. And don't don't really trip on JT. I know a lot of people, I just think our expectations for this 2020 running back class was so high. It was so high. We were thinking these dudes were, all right, we finally got our next Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and we very well, very well may, but it's going to take some time. 12 carries, 57 yards. It was good that Jordan Wilkins wasn't gobbling up a bunch of touches in this one. JT's limit is always just going to be his receiving ability, right? He got a touchdown, got in the zone, did catch, you know, two passes on three targets, but he's he's not... Philip Rivers stinks, first of all, and it's just it's just not his game, right? He can do it, but that's not his game. I, man, we just put so, such a high expectation on these rookies that when they don't deliver, we're just like, oh shit, I'm just gonna sell them. They suck, man. They suck. Now, I do think JT has a couple of some things with the vision that he's got to work on, but not really concerned about him either. So the players who didn't perform well, Joe Burrow didn't have a good game versus Baltimore. Not concerned about Joe Burrow long term, okay? A lot of these guys, we just need to relax, take a step back. They're on the field, they're healthy, they're playing, they're good, and it gives you an opportunity to go acquire some of those guys. In Dynasty, just don't go out and acquire James Robinson like I did because he's an undrafted free agent and he's going to get replaced in a year. Maybe not. James Robinson's dope. Didn't have his best game, but that's all right. He's still a very talented running back. But that is it for week five rookie review. I figured out which week it was. The week five rookie report. I keep calling it the rookie review. Rookie review, rookie report. Same shit. You know what I'm talking about. I appreciate you rocking with me. If you enjoyed the show, please, please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you do want access to those 2021, 2022, 2023 rankings, the cornerstone rankings, patreon.com forward slash all gas, the best Devi Dynasty community on the planet. And one more time, Roto Underworld times GQ, the future cast show dropping every Monday morning on the Roto Underworld Network. Make sure you're subscribed there. Check out all the great podcasts on DLF. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts, Sleeper Wire, my boys Huss. They're doing a great job over there. Appreciate y'all rocking with me. I appreciate y'all tuning in. And until next week, be blessed, be great, hustle, motivate them out. Peace. Thank you.